My guests learned the ancient mystery of the Jewish power of the blessing. Now, whatever he blesses prospers. He even prayed for someone who had a quadruple bypass and the man grew new arteries. Is there a supernatural dimension? A world beyond the one we know? Is there life after death? Do angels exist? Can our dreams contain messages from heaven? Can we tap into ancient secrets of the supernatural? Are healing miracles real? Sid Roth has spent over 35 years researching the strange world of the supernatural. Join Sid for this edition of It's Supernatural. Hello, Sid Roth here. Welcome to my world where it's naturally supernatural. My guest is naturally supernatural. His name is Kerry Kirkwood, and he has such a precise gift of prophecy, he literally even knows people's names. Give me an example, Kerry. Well, there's a lady that was uh, asking the Lord for a particular direction in her life, and she wanted to know whether she was going to be uh, remarried or not. And she wanted to be, but didn't know if it was the will of God. She said, Lord, if you want me to be remarried, then have them tell me my name. And so we called her out of the audience and spoke over her. And to me, it was just like I was uh, giving a verse of scripture. I heard the Lord say, she's a pearl of great price. Didn't mean that much to me, but I knew it was a, it was a word to her. So I said, you're a pearl of great price. She got so excited because her last name was Pearl. Her name was Annie Pearl. Did you, when you said it, you were just like a secretary, just saying, you didn't know the right. significance. Yeah, I didn't know anything of what she was asking. And then secondly, the word was to her, and the Lord wants you to know that you're married to Him. And so she got so excited that it answered the questions, but it was like a code language to her because I didn't know anything about, I was just giving the scripture at that point, but it spoke things to her. So sometimes prophecy is, is interpreted by the Holy Spirit to that person as to what they're hearing. Now, when you were six years of age, you had a very significant experience. Just briefly tell me about that. Well, one of the first encounters I had, I was out in the backyard under a cottonwood tree playing. And uh, all of a sudden, nature seemed to stop. The birds quit singing and I could hear just nothing. It became so still. And so I became very scared and I didn't want to look up, but I finally ran into the house and to see if my mother was there, because I didn't know if she had been taken away. I thought maybe I was the only one left. <laughs> left behind. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, I, I looked at her and I said, I thought you were gone. So I told her what had happened. And she said, it was, you had an experience with the Holy Spirit. It's like an overshadowing and the hand of God is upon you. And I knew at that moment there was something that God wanted me to do. So that was almost your call. But then a few years later, you were dragged to a church where they prophesy, and someone prophesied that event that happened when you were six. Tell me about exactly. that. Exactly. A friend of mine, uh, we were going to, playing on a tennis team together in high school, and he invited me to go to church. I thought it was pretty strange. He never asked me before. We'd known each other for a number of years. And so he asked me, then I called him back and declined because I'd heard about them prophesying to people. And I told him, 
that's not God because that's fortune telling and so God wouldn't do that. He forced me to go with him anyway. And I was seeing people there rejoicing. They were very happy. And I thought, if I could get out of here alive, then I'm just going to be <laughs> I happy. I can picture you there. I was very nervous. About how old were you? I was uh, a, a senior in high school, 18. Okay. And uh, at the end of the meeting, someone came up behind me, laid their hands on me, and began to prophesy the very thing, the experience that I had had underneath that cottonwood tree. And I, I was so moved by it. I was on my face just sobbing before God because I knew at that very moment that you are the God that you says you are and that you are my God. You're not just a religious thing and figment. You are literally the God who calls me. And I knew at that moment that he became more personal than just a theological thing. And, and you saw these prophets operate, and one day you breathed a prayer to God. Yes. What was that? I made a vow inside. I, the prophets were coming, and they were calling people out and just speaking over the direction of lives. And I saw the joy then that, that brought these people and the change that brought into their lives. And I, asked, I said to myself, you know, in, internally, I said, uh, one of these days I want to do that. And I heard the Lord say back to me that whatsoever you desire when you pray, believe you have it. And I said, yes, Lord, I will. And that was your destiny. But then Carrie received a revelation. Let me ask you a question. Do you feel sometimes that your prayers aren't getting beyond the ceiling? Do you feel sometimes that your prayers are on instant pause? And wouldn't it be wonderful if you could put it on fast forward? I mean, just like that, boom. It's on fast forward. It happens. It's done. Carrie has a revelation that will allow that to happen. Your prayers are going to go on fast forward. Carrie, tell me the circumstances of how you got this revelation. Well, I was driving on Interstate 30 in Dallas, Texas. Traffic was just horrendous. Bumper to bumper. Had a young man pull in front of me and, and about caused a wreck. And to my surprise, I just blurted out, idiot. How does someone in the ministry say, idiot? Well, I didn't say that to you. <laughs> it just blurted out. My wife who's with me says, pardon me? And I said, well, I think he is. And so the Lord spoke to me in my heart and said, why did you call me an idiot? You weren't calling him an idiot. You were calling the other driver an idiot. Yes. But the Lord began to speak to me. He says, how can you uh, curse man whom you cannot see and, uh, excuse me, how you can curse man who you can see and bless God whom you cannot see. Because as you've done it to the least of these, you've done it to me. And I've created this young man. And then he said to me, now bless him. So I kind of flippantly said, oh, okay, I bless him. And he said, no, bless him the way that you would want me to bless you. Wow. And so I, I thought for a moment, wow. So I said, I release him to fulfill all the purposes of God. I declare over this young man that he would come into the knowledge of the Son of God, that he would be a joy for his family, and that he would fulfill the calling and essence of his own life as well. And when I did that, it was like the endorphins. I hear about runners, they get a runner high. Right. I felt the pleasure of God just coercing through me physically and emotionally and spiritually. And I thought, this is what it means to delight yourself in the Lord. And I was pleasing God with doing it. How would you like to feel the pleasure of God? Carrie has found a key that when you call things that are not as if they are 
according to God's Word, and not as they are, but what you see with your eyes, you release blessings in your family, you get rid of curses, the devil can't touch you, sickness goes, uh, your finances increase, your job gets better. I mean, it is amazing as he's teaching this principle and people grab hold of it, you start acting like the son and daughter of God you were called to be. Don't go away, we'll be right back after this word. We'll be right back to It's Supernatural. For he himself is our peace, who has made both Jew and Gentile into one, and broke down the barrier of the dividing wall. His purpose was to create in himself, to create in himself. His purpose was to create one new man, one new man, one new man, Adin Novi Chalavyak, the Adam Hadash Echad, one new man. We now return to It's Supernatural. Hello, Sid Roth here with Carrie Kirkwood. And Carrie, you received a revelation. It was a revelation to you, but it was an ancient revelation. It's in the Jewish scriptures. Mm -hmm. It's the power of the blessing. Give me an example, like uh, the the pastor that would go by the topless bar and curse it every day. And he'd go by it every day, every month, every year, and nothing would change, nothing. Tell me about him. Well, he thought he was really doing uh, what God wanted him to do, to curse. And so he'd go by and he would just say, I command that place to burn down, or I command that, that uh, those people to uh, feel the fear of God upon them. And so nothing happened. In fact, he actually saw the parking lot get more full. And so um, he be- we began to talk about this. And I said, you know, the will of God is, is speaking what is on the heart of God. And you're just cursing the very thing that God wants to change in their lives. And so uh, he said, what do you mean? And I said, well, just consider, the Bible says that it's not God's will that any should perish, but all shall come to the knowledge of the Son of God. So why not get on the same page as what God is for those people? So when he started going by, he says, I bless them to come into the knowledge of the Son of God. I bless them to have revelation of the Lord himself. Uh, That's really a different thing coming out of his mouth. It's a different spirit. Exactly. He felt empowered by the cursing, but now he began to see that it really was, he was in agreement with heaven itself. And so when he started doing that, uh, after about a week of this, he came by one day and there was a for sale sign in the parking lot and the place was for sale and they moved out. And it wasn't for a lack of business, but he saw things begin to change because he came into an agreement with the Word of God. Explain to me briefly what the power of the blessing is as you understand it. Well, we all understand and we use the word generally that blessing is not just about material things, but it's actually a prophetic declaration. In the Old Testament, the word barak, in the New Testament, eulogeo. Eulogeo is uh, the idea of speak well of. We get the word eulogy from, you know, people Mm -hmm. have a eulogy at a funeral. And they usually speak well of someone even if he hasn't been such a good guy. That's exactly (laughs) it. But when you begin to speak, see things from, from the perspective of God, and you're beginning to bless them, not for where they are. And here's where the, really is the difference. Blessing is, is not reporting to God the way things are, but declaring the intentions of God the way He intended for them really to be. 
And cursing means to declare for something to be in a lower place, lower position than what God really intended for it to be. So it's really a Hebraic understanding. How does that come from the Jewish scriptures? Well, you look in Genesis 49 where Jacob is laying hands on, his, on the sons and he's prophesying over them their destiny, not just of their past reporting of their experiences, but he says, Joseph, you shall be a fruitful bough. Well, what happens to Joseph? He's moved into Egypt and now he is that exactly that, a fruitful bough who is there to save his own race. And so you see that blessing is a prophetic destiny that can release people into what God intended for them all the while. How would you like to feel the pleasure of God? How would you like your mouth, which God says has been called to bless and not curse and change everything around you? Carrie, you told me even generational curses are yes. broken when you do this. How does yes. that work out? Well, for years, people have reported the facts around their life. They just talk about how bad things are. They talk about how bad the economy is. They, their family is negative in a sense. And so I've seen families where they begin to reverse that curse by declaring God's intention for their family and blessing their children and speaking over them. Isaiah 54 is that, that your children shall be blessed of the Lord. Their children, so children rather than reporting, you never pay attention. You're never going right. to amount to anything. You're going to end up in prison. What should they be saying? Well, they, all they have to do is begin to say, what is the heart of God in this? As a parent, what would you like to see happen for your children? How about your children? Tell me what you did with one of your children. Well, we started uh, targeting particular blessing. Uh, I have a son that uh, began a, a general contracting business. So he began to bless the contracts and the people that he was going to deal business with that day. I bless them that they're, they are, are given by God as a uh, effective tool to bless me, and I bless them. And his first contract out, uh, he made $80,000 and never saw the people, never saw the work. It was done through the internet. And it was done by the power of the Jewish blessing. When we come back, you're going to find the power that can occur in your marriage, the power that can occur in your job. The power that can occur, I believe this or not, someone took, a pastor took this teaching to heart and started blessing their body and new arteries after a quadruple bypass occurred started growing. Don't go away, we'll be right back after this word. We'll be right back to It's Supernatural. Would you like to see God bless you in every area of your life? It is so important for you to get in your spirit the revelation of the ancient Jewish blessing. Call now and receive Carrie Kirkwood's biblically-based supernatural course, which includes his book and six-part audio CD series, The Power of Blessing. Yours for a donation of $40. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9100. Understand how to proclaim blessings that affect marriage, health, finances, and every circumstance and area of your life. You must understand the love that you're going to be walking in, the love you're going to receive, how you're going to literally break curses in your life by walking in blessing. Terry imparts to you his firsthand supernatural revelation of the blessing. Healings, marriage healings, financial. We've had reports to where debts have been paid off, 
people have had raises, they find out their cars don't uh, wear out, the shoes don't wear out, and things like that, because the power is in the blessing. Don't miss out on getting Carrie Kirkwood's Biblically-based Supernatural course, which includes his book and six-part audio CD series, The Power of Blessing. Yours for a donation of $40. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9100. Call or you can send your check to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural. Post Office Box 1918, Brunswick, Georgia 31521. Please specify offer number 9100 or log on to SidRoth.org. Call or write today. We now return to It's Supernatural. Hello, Sid Roth here with Carrie Kirkwood, and we're talking about the ancient power of the Jewish blessing. Carrie, tell me about the man that got a hold of this teaching and what happened to, he had a, had a quadruple bypass, and that means his arteries were clogged up. And what happened when he started blessing himself? Well, he began to hear about the blessing. And uh, so he said, I bless my arteries. Uh, according to Psalms 139, I'm wonderfully made. And these are the arteries that God gave me. Thank you, Lord, for these arteries. And it, the, he did that over a period of time. Every day, he'd get up, Lord, thank you for these arteries, that they're wonderfully made. So he went back to the doctor to have his uh, checkup. And the, the doctor called, showed him. He said, this is very unusual. He said, what's this? And he said, look here. Here's the bypass that I put in. But you have grown a natural bypass. Your body has grown a natural bypass to go around the bypass that I put in. He said, it's phenomenal. I think that's phenomenal. But even more phenomenal is the understanding from Scripture what happens when you curse someone rather than bless them. Exactly. When you curse, you're declaring something in the dark side and then we put ourselves in opposition uh, with what God is really saying. Uh, you were talking in your book about Galatians 3.13. Yes. Explain yes. that. Well, uh, Galatians 3, when he talks about that Jesus died on the cross to redeem us from the curse of the law. And that curse means in a lower position than what he really intended for us to be. So if, if I'm cursing you, then that means that because Jesus died for you, he will defend those who are under the curse. And so that means that I am put on pause because I can't go any farther because of the cursing that I'm done. And many families have seen prayers unanswered and it's like they push the pause button to their life and they, they don't see anything good happening because they have a mouthful of cursing and they're in opposition to the very thing that, that Jesus came and died Tell for. me about the woman that did not like her boss for beans. <laughs> Yes, she uh, was sitting at a school where I was teaching this, and uh, she said, uh, I need to bless my, my boss, but I really should blast him, is what she said. And I said, well, the principle is true, that when you, you bless those who despitefully use you, then things can be reversed. So I just challenged her to try it. It's not how you feel, it's what the Word of God says. So that was on a Wednesday. Thursday she went in, she was the office manager, and she went around and she started blessing the place, actually, the sanctuary there of, of where they were uh, in the business. And so she went into where her boss would be sitting and blessed the place, and this is a place of peace and so on. Well, she did that again on Friday, and she blessed everyone around her that she was connected with, co-workers and so on. She noticed that the environment began to change somewhat. And so on Friday afternoon, her boss called her into the office and said, sit down. 
And she thought, well, I'm going to be fired because we haven't been getting along. And he said, I know that we have been confronted with one another. And I need to apologize to you. I've withheld raises from you just simply because I've been upset with you. Now, I believe that Carrie is speaking to you right now. Did you hear what his boss, the boss said? I've withheld raises from you. What happened after he repented? Well, he said to her, from this day on, retroactive, which you should retroactive. have Retroactive? Three months earlier. You should have had this, this raise three months earlier. He gave her the raise retroactive three months. So where that she was withheld and her life was on pause, when she started blessing, it released what was God's intention for her to have, which was these rays. Now, briefly, tell me about someone's marriage that was restored. Yes, it's an incredible story. I was in, uh, in a Houston, and a man came up to me, and he was very angry and upset. And he said, my wife is at the courthouse filing for divorce right now. And uh, he says, this blessing, does it work for anything? And I said, yes, it does. I could tell you stories where it does. And he said, uh, I've been married 32 years, never been any love in my life at all. I've been in Iraq away as a contractor, and, and uh, I don't know why I married in the first place. <laughs> and I said, sir, you have the wife that you've cursed because you've created this environment, your home, or you have the wife you bless. The power of life and death is in the tongue. You choose which one you want. And so he listened to a CD that afternoon. And when his wife came home from the courthouse, he was standing at one end of the hall and she came in for the front door. And when he saw her, he practiced it. He said to her, you are a gift from God and that Lord has put us together as a helpmate. And I love you. And she said that the words became tangible and as they were he was speaking to her coming down the hallway. They were tangible, like they were rolling. And she said, it smote me in the chest. For the first time, I felt liquid love running through me. And I began to see this man in a different way than I've ever seen him before in my life. And when I was back there about a month or so later, he came up to me and says, hey, you remember me? And I said, yeah, I thought this is that angry man. He said, I want you to, to meet my wife. And she, her countenance was aglow. It all changed by changing the way he spoke, changed his marriage and the covenant he had. That quickly while she was in the yes. courthouse. That is phenomenal. But if that was, and by the way, we've checked these things out. We, we've actually, we, we have actually interviewed people that were eyewitnesses of many of these things that we're talking about. But Carrie, I love it when you perform a bar mitzvah. <laughs> Explain why you do that and give me one example quickly. Well, there's an old saying that we have, I grew up with anyway, and that is that you're never a man until your father says you are. Hmm. It's, it's a rites of passage. And of course, in the Jewish culture, they have the rites of passage, the bar mitzvah, bat mitzvah for the ladies. And so I've been in meetings to where that were ministry, those who had been preaching for a number of years, their ministries had been good, but they felt like there was something lacking there. And so we would do a bar mitzvah. Now, one that dramatic example I know was a pastor and he was thinking as we were ministering to the other leaders there in the room he thought to myself this isn't necessary this is just so outward thing and he didn't think anything about it we came to him his name is Bruce we laid hands on him and says this is my son in whom I'm well pleased same words that were spoken at Jesus baptism 
And we blessed him, began to speak over him that he was a son created in the imagination and the thought of God. Something happened to him so strongly, he fell out of his chair. He rolled up in a fetal position and began to weep horridly. He told us later, he said, my father, my natural father, never said anything good about me at all. And when you said that, I felt like I had been accepted. And since that time, his ministry has taken off. It's taken on a whole nother dimension. And it's simply because of him being blessed. In the next two minutes, I want you to bless those that are watching us. Would you do yes, that right, right now? May the Lord release you to fulfill the very purpose of God that He's called you to and ordained you. May you fulfill all the desires that, you, that God has for you. And may you sense the longing and the hunger of God for your own life. And may you not be intimidated or threatened by anything. You'll not be the tail, but you shall rise up and see your life come into its full destiny in the name of the Lord. And God's telling you about certain people right now, very quickly. Yes, there's a lady uh, that's in Atlanta, Georgia. Your name is Barbara. And Barbara, you feel like that your life has been the best spent as the years over. And the Lord is saying to you right now that your best years are still ahead. In fact, of the very things that you feel like were a mistake in your life, then you can't get over them. And that has brought you into a level of cursing to where you hear things spewing out of your own mouth that's very negative and very opinionated. The Lord is giving you a taste of who He is. And it's going to be like, oh, taste and see the goodness of the Lord. And He's changing your life right now that out of your heart, you're going to be see the goodness of the Lord in the land of your living. And things are going to change for you. Let Him change your heart and change your tongue. If you want to experience the pleasure of God, make Jesus your Lord with your mouth. Ask Him to live inside of you. Ask for the forgiveness of His sins because of His shed blood. And begin to use your tongue to bless. As you do that, for the first time in your life, I tell you, I tell you, you are going to experience such a pleasure. You're going to be like that runner that says, I was born to run. Would you like to see God bless you in every area of your life? It is so important for you to get in your spirit the revelation of the ancient Jewish blessing. Call now and receive Carrie Kirkwood's biblically-based supernatural course, which includes his book and six-part audio CD series, The Power of Blessing. Yours for a donation of $40. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9100. Understand how to proclaim blessings that affect marriage, health, finances, and every circumstance and area of your life. You must understand the love that you're going to be walking in, the love you're going to receive, how you're going to literally break curses in your life by walking in blessing. Terry imparts to you his firsthand supernatural revelation of the blessing. Healings, marriage healings, financial. We've had reports to where debts have been paid off, people have had raises, they find out their cars don't uh, wear out, their shoes don't wear out, and things like that, because the power is in the blessing. 
Don't miss out on getting Carrie Kirkwood's biblically-based supernatural course, which includes his book and six-part audio CD series, The Power of Blessing. Yours for a donation of $40. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9100. Call or you can send your check to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural. Post Office Box 1918, Brunswick, Georgia 31521. Please specify offer number 9100 or log on to SidRoth.org. Call or write today. Next week on It's Supernatural. My next guest has prayed for eight dead people who have come back to life. His associates have prayed for over a hundred dead people who have come back to life. Is it possible that you and I can tap into such miraculous power? 